We will praise you all of our days. It's for your glory. We offer everything. So raise your hands.
Brother Mike's filling in on the drums. I should move over to the bass, take Sammy's place today, Brother Sammy. And he's already sweating. Look at him. Amen. How many know Satan is out to kill, steal, and destroy? I heard a story this week. Um, actually, it's part of Brian and uh, Georgiana's um, daughter's husband's family now. Senior in high school. is going to be graduating next week and decided to kill himself. He jumped off a cliff. Satan is lying to a lot of people. We have an epidemic going through our land of depression. We have an epidemic going through our land where people think it's just a better way out to kill themselves. Satan is out to kill, steal, and destroy. Aren't you glad that we serve a risen Savior this morning? One that gives life, and he gives life more abundantly. Somebody say amen. Aren't you glad? Amen. Aren't you happy that you have the peace that you have? That you're not suffering from depression this morning? Turn to somebody, give them a big old Holy Ghost smile, and say, I'm happy in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. We love you, Jesus. I'm taking it back, everything that the devil stole from me. I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me. Give back my song, my dance, and my joy, and my peace. And I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me, give back my song, my dance, my joy, and my peace. I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me. One day old King David came home to a city called Ziklag. While he was gone, the devil had come, stole everything that he had. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, and he made up in his mind. He said, I'm on my way down to his camp. I'm taking back what's rightfully in my I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me, give back my song, my dance, my joy, and my peace. And I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me. We all know that Satan only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I must admit there has been times he's taken away my joy. But I serve notice on the devil today. His kingdom is under attack. And I'm on my way down to his camp. I'm taking back what's rightfully mine. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me. Give back my soul. My dance. My joy. And my peace. And I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. 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 Give back my soul. Joy and my peace. 
And I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Everything, Everything that the devil, devil stole from me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say amen. How many has got family members that you know are not saved, that you want to see get saved, that you're claiming? How many has got family members like that? Anybody? Amen. Today, I just feel like in my spirit, we need to start claiming and taking that back. Taking them back for Jesus. Somebody say, we're, we're claiming them for Jesus. So we're going to sing this little part again. And I want you to put in your mind, I want you to just close your eyes and, and just worship God. But I want you to, to get a, a made-up mind, a made-up spirit that you're taking back. Yeah. Satan is not going to steal your family. Amen. So amen. Satan is not going to steal your family. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Let's sing a little bit of that again. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Put that person in your mind, in your, in your spirit. Oh, yeah. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Oh, devil, listen. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back in Jesus' name. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Oh, yeah. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Give back my song, my dance, my joy. Everything that the devil stole from me, well now, we all know that Satan only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I must admit, there has been time he's taken away my joy, but I serve notice on the devil today. His kingdom is under attack, and I'm on my way down to his camp. I'm taking back what's rightfully mine. I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me, give back my song, my dance, my joy, and my peace, and I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Taking it back. Taking it back. I'm taking it back. Taking it back. Hallelujah. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Taking it back. I'm taking it back. Taking it back. I'm taking it back. Give back my soul, my dance, my joy, and my peace. And I'm taking it back. Everything that the devil stole from me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, clap to the Lord this morning. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus, and I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus, and I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided 
And the destination's heaven, safe on that crystal shore where we'll meet again the Savior. Our loved ones who have gone, they're to live for all eternity. Oh, yes, we're going home. I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I've made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment, and I may not know the day, but I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church away. Play, brother. changed forever. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. How many is ready for that time to happen? I believe it can't be very much longer. I'm listening for the trumpet. Sound most any time. And a crown of life that's waiting. Thank God will soon be mine. I've got my invitation through a place called Calvary. Oh, by the precious blood of Jesus, the trip's been paid for me. I'm, I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of hallelujah. I made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment and I may not know the day, but I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church. I said I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I've made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. 
hands to him and worship him for a moment. Hallelujah. How many knows because he lives, we can face tomorrow. I don't care what kind of storm you're going through, but he, if he lives and he does, we can get through that storm. He is a peace speaker. I don't care what's going on, how much turmoil is in your family, what's happening. He is a peace speaker. When we call upon his name, he'll come into that situation and he'll give peace. Amen. Because he lives, we have that hope. Because he lives, we know nothing can harm us. We're going to live forever if we have him in our heart. Somebody say amen. amen. Because, everybody say because he lives. Can you point your finger up to us? Because he lives. Because he lives. Sing that chorus just one more time. Because he lives, I can face I know. 
just because he lives. Amen, amen, amen. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise before you sit down. Glory to God. You can be seated. Amen. Praise God because he lives. All these people that are taking their lives, all these people that have no hope, it's because they don't have Jesus. It's because they don't have Jesus. Amen? Thank God we have hope. If all I had was in this world, we I just I would be crazy. He said, We're well, already crazy. I'm crazy for the Lord. But because we have hope, we can face what all is happening in our world. Man, politics is crazy right now. Things are happening this week. There were so many people that come out against Christianity. We had better be praying for every election. There's an election coming up this week. Don't go into that poll and just to go in there to say, I'm going to vote. You need to be praying about what you do, who you vote for. You need to be looking at what they believe in, if they're pro-life or not, if they believe in Israel or not. Somebody say amen. I applaud those states that have came forward this week signing an abortion bill, a non-abortion. I applaud them. Amen. They were showing a map of how many was uh, uh, had laws against abortion in, in the United States, and then they showed a map of how many was going the other direction that was killing babies all the way up to nine months. Our country's in a mess. We ought to be praying that God intervenes. Amen. But I applaud those that have taken a stand this week. So make sure that you are taking a stand with your political leaders, that, with the representatives, with whoever we need to be taking a stand with, that we take a stand. I'd like to see Kentucky follow Alabama and Missouri in the stricter law. Somebody say amen. amen. We're almost there. But we need to go a little bit further. Amen. So we need to be praying. And be, when you go to vote, make sure you're voting for somebody that's pro-life. I don't care if you're Democrat or if you're Republican. I don't care what you are, but if you're not pro-life, you're not you're not for God. That's right. That's right. Amen. And listen to me. I said I don't care if what political party you think you're affiliated with. If you're if you're not pro-life, you're not serving God. That's right. That's right. Amen. Did that get on podcast? I hope it did. Yeah. Thank goodness. I want everybody to know this church is pro-life. Amen. Praise God. Ushers, if you'll come right now, I'm not going to preach. I could preach this morning. I have a preacher's itch this morning, Brother Woody. So I better shut up and let, let us get on with what we need to do today. But, amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. We thank you for this church, dear Lord. We thank you for these amazing brothers and sisters that attend this church, dear Lord. We just ask you to give us boldness to go outside these walls and preach your word that this, these streets need to hear, dear Lord. We just thank you for Brother Gary and Brother Sammy, dear Lord, and put their uh, healing body around Brother Sammy, dear Lord, lost his uh, sister today, dear, dear Lord. We just ask you to touch everyone that's in sickness, dear Lord. Put your healing hands around them, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we just ask you to take this offering and multiply it for your purpose and your purpose only. And again, if there's someone here that don't know you as their, their Savior, let today be that glorious day they call upon your name. 
and forgive us of where we fail you and fall so short of your glory. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Well, I want to testify. I've got the victory. Well, now I want to testify. Oh, I've got the victory. Well, now I want to testify. I've got the victory. Well, I am what I am by the blood of a lamb. I'm a conqueror through Jesus Christ our King. I said, now I want to testify. I've got the victory. Well, now I want to testify. I've got the victory. I want to testify. I've got the victory because I am what I am by the blood of a lamb. I'm a conqueror through Jesus Christ our King. I said, now I'm going to testify. I've got the victory. Oh, now I want to testify. I've got the victory. Oh, yeah, I want to testify. I've got the victory because I am what I am by the blood of the Lamb. I'm a conqueror through Jesus Christ our King. Well, now, hallelujah. I've got the victory. Oh, now, hallelujah. I got the victory, hallelujah. I got the victory because I am what I am by the blood of a lamb. I'm a conqueror through Jesus Christ our King. Sing that again, hallelujah. I got the victory, oh now, hallelujah. I got the victory, hallelujah. I got the victory because I am what I am by the blood of the Lamb. I'm a conqueror through Jesus Christ our King. I said I am what I am by the blood of the Lamb. I'm a conqueror through Jesus Christ our King. One more time. I know I am what I am by the blood of the Lamb. I'm a conqueror through Jesus Christ our Every time we end a song, how many ever watched Jimmy Swaggart on TV? Anybody ever seen him on TV? You ever notice every time he ends a song, he'll turn. They never end it the first time. It's always like he'll point back and they'll go back into it again. I am what I am. And he'll end it. He'll point. I am what I am. Every song, every song, just about. Amen. Praise God. If we do that, we're not trying to pattern after him. I promise. Okay. Amen. Uh, Sister Linda Pierce is coming right now and going to bless us with a song.
is before me I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine I can only imagine When that day comes And I find myself Standing in the sun I can only imagine When all I would do Is forever Forever worship you only imagine, yeah. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I Awesome job. She's working on a song in about praising him in the storm. Is that right? What's, what's the name of the one? Praising the dance. And she's working on that, so she'll be doing that in a few weeks, and we're looking forward to that. Amen. I love when people worship 
there's so many forms of worship, whether it be singing, whether it be playing music, whether it be dancing, whether it be... So it's all in the Bible. And if anybody tells you it's not, they need to read their Bible. I said they need to read their Bible. Amen. Praise God. Well, real real quick, a report on uh, RAM, Remote Area Medical, that's coming in September. We had a leadership meeting this week. Uh, already out of that leadership meeting, it looks like we have another company coming on board. They'll be giving us some uh, monetary donations, which we need that. Somebody say amen. Uh, here in town, we'll announce their name after they give it. We don't want to say it prematurely, but they have committed some things already. We also have another church that came on board, said they will provide the Saturday evening meal for all the volunteers. Walnut Grove out of Dawson Springs is taking care of that. Amen. All meals have been covered now. Amen. Olive Branch is covering breakfast, I think, on Saturday morning. Is that not right? Yeah. So we got, it's, isn't it amazing how everybody, how it's all coming together? Somebody say amen. We're going to have an amazing time in September. What a, what a weekend of ministry that's going to be. Well, it is always an honor and privilege to introduce Brother Woody. Uh, we've Ever since we've been in church, he's been with us. Uh, for 11 years now, we've had him coming and uh, I, th- I don't think you've missed a year in 11 years, have you? I was trying to think if we've had anybody else, but I think you've been it. We always request Brother Woody, and the reason we always request Brother Woody, and I'm not saying the others don't do this, but he follows the Holy Spirit. It's not just a Gideon presentation. He represents Jesus Christ, and he presents Jesus Christ. But along with that, he gives some amazing testimonies, and that it always stirs us up. And I'm so honored to have we are so honored to have him with us this morning from representing the Gideons. Let's stand and give him a good welcome this morning to Grace Warehouse Church. Amen. Praise God. Amen. He asked how long he had. And I said, you know how long you have here. You have until the Holy Spirit is done with you. And so, but I gave him a few minutes. He said, give me a guideline. So I gave him a guideline. He said, now I'm not going to ask you to keep up time because you don't never ask a pastor to keep time. So I said, well, ask that gentleman right over there. So Jeff is keeping time today. So if you see Jeff motioning to him, that's, that's what it's all about. Okay. Amen. Brother Woody, we love you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, the last song we just sang, you know, I can only imagine. In 2013, on February the 18th, at 10 minutes to 12, my body shut down. <laughs> I didn't have to imagine. I was in the presence with Jesus. The most precious time in my whole life that I've ever spent. Every second I remember, it was awesome. But now we can imagine, can't we? You know, I still imagine the things he didn't show me and what we didn't do. I don't know how long I was, I was there, but I, he took me places that I, things I'm interested in things that I enjoyed doing. He and I done it together. He was my best friend. He's always been my best friend since I've been saved. But he treated me like my best best friend. We had such a good time. Then he told me, he said, you got to go back and get in your body. I said, Jesus, I don't want to. I want to stay with you. He said, Woody, you're not finished. You need to go back. 
<laughs> you need to go back. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. There's a few things i got to say here. This little card, the card rack, you know, and my wife and I use this a lot anymore. You know, at our age, we're losing a lot of our friends. And we give flowers sometimes, but we always give Bibles. Always give Bibles. And every $5 that you give will buy one big Bible like you see in a hotel. But anyway, I encourage you to use that, you know. And we still give flowers, family, we still do that. But uh, uh, non-family, we just give Bibles. But I'm, I'm okay with giving flowers, but I'm okay with giving Bibles too. You know, when we put those flowers out there, about two weeks, they're going to be down there to dump. But those Bibles will just keep giving and giving and giving. Yeah. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the remainder of these back on, on your uh, table in the foyer. Uh, these things I give you this morning, the, and some people wasn't here today. Problem, they won't be involved in this. You know, I did this at a, another church, uh, not too far from here, and I said uh, I'm just going to give these. And if you if you felt led during the the year to send five dollars, whatever you want to send, just keep this. And I said if you post it where you can sit occasionally, remember me and pray for me. You know, because I need your prayers. But just don't throw it away. But this this family started giving. $25 a month. They'd mail it to the Gideons every month. They'd mail it through this little envelope on the back of here. And they did that for a year. The next year, they mailed $50 a month. The next year, they went up to $75 a month. The next year, they went to $100 a month. It's just man and wife. Now they're giving $125 a month. You know, that's other, in a year's time, that really adds up. But you don't have to do that. If you want to send us $2 or a dollar or $5, whenever you can think of it. And if, if you need some more of these, we'll have them here, and the pastor can call me. We can bring these, put them on your table out there anytime. So anyway, I, I'm going to let this uh, part here go. And uh, I just want to thank you for being here today. You guys have been supporting us for all these years, and and I've happened to be part of it. But I, you just, we just fall in love with you, I'm going to tell you. You, you treat us so nice and treat me so nice when I come. And I just appreciate you guys letting me come. Keep coming back, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't want you to get tired of me, but I'm never tired of you. I'm going to tell you right now, I enjoy you guys and always enjoy speaking here. And thank you so much for letting me come. Uh, we're in a hundred and, um, we're in 201 countries now, and we're in a hundred and one language. we got a hundred and one languages. So, anyway, uh, and you can get that on a Bible app, it's free. And you get in those languages, it'll read to you in two different settings. One has got music in the background, but if you want a Bible app, I can make that. Well, you can, what will happen? You put it on your phone. It's free. It don't cost you anything. And it's in all kinds of languages, okay? Anyway, I'm, I'm just, uh, um, just going to share. I don't know what I'm going to share, to tell you the truth. And the Lord just give me what I'm going to share first. And as we go, he'll be giving it to me as I go. Um, the last time I was here... Uh, the same Sunday last time I was here, I went to a, uh, a church, a General Baptist church the Sunday after that. And the next Monday, I'm flying to Honduras. And after I spoke at the Baptist church, they gave me a, a, a good offering, a General Baptist church, gave me a good offering. And everybody was gone except one guy. And I knew that guy, but he just hanging around. I thought, well, he's probably going to say something after I got all my paperwork done. This pastor and he and I had talked a little bit. This guy was waiting for me back the back door. 
He said, do you know where I live? And I knew this guy. I said, no, I don't. He said, well, if you follow me, I want to give you something. So I go to his house after following him a pretty good way. And he, he said, come on in. He goes in, in his house, and he had a big old safe there. And he opens that safe up, and he had a stack of bills this high. He just got on top and gave me with a, one had a band around it. And I didn't look at it. I said, thank you so much. He said, I want you to do whatever you need this for. And I said, it's not got any strings attached to it. Whatever you need. He said, I'm going I'm to give it to you for this trip. And whatever you need it for, I want you to use it. And I said, well, thank you. Well, when I opened, counted it, it was $1,000. Wow. And anyway, when I got to Honduras... Uh, this was uh, probably a week after, year ago, week year ago, and and when I got there, uh, they was having a men's conference down in Honduras. Mostly women and children come to, come to church. Not hardly any, not hardly any men. Maybe if you got a, a fifty women, you might have one or two men. So we were trying to figure out some way to get the men involved. So the missionary came with this idea: if we would have a men's conference and give them door prizes, then maybe we get the men involved, give them, give them something to encourage them to come to the meetings. So they promised, they sent ads out that we were going to give door prizes, I mean, machetes, hoes, picks, and axes, and stuff like that, hand tools that they work with. So there was about 60 guys showed up, getting ready to show up, and they pre-registered. I got there, uh, the missionary told me, said, we've got 60 guys pre-registered, and we don't have any money and we've done promise these guys uh, door prizes. He said, I've been believing the Lord for a miracle. He said, it ain't happening. We don't have the money. I said, it's okay, brother. I said, I brought the money with me. I said, how much is it? He said, $900. I said, I brought the money with me. I just counted him out $900 right there. <laughs> you know, because we don't see it then, if God calls you to do something, if it's God's deal, it's his bill. Amen. And we knew this was God's deal. Because we needed ministers to the men. And we were able to buy what we needed. Because this one brother that was hearing from the Lord. So we go back again. That was uh, last June. We went back the first we got there the first day of June, I'm thinking, or maybe the last day of May. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, we go back again this February for a second men's conference. The first men's conference, we had about 70 some times, I guess, and they were all there to get door prizes, what they came for. And I don't think a whole lot of people responded spiritually, but this time uh, we went back in February and... Uh, my pastor, he said, uh, and he knew we were going to give door prizes away this time. And he said, last time uh, the Lord did a miracle, he said, this time when we let the Lord do a miracle through us, there's ten, 10 people on the team that's going. He said, one of all of us give $100 a piece, and that will get the need for the door prizes taken. Everybody agreed to do that. It's fine. So we did that, and we were ministering, and uh, went to church. Went the, the, the men's meeting is like the next morning. But we were at church that night. I think I guess it was Thursday night. I think the men's meeting started on Friday. And I, I don't know who spoke, but anyway, after we got through speaking, I'm up front. They had people lined up all across the church, and I'm assigned this bunch here to pray with, and they had another pastor. pastor they signed people to pray for. 
I don't know, I had about 10 people assigned to me, I guess. I look back, and there's a girl in this section right here sitting about midway back. And the Lord told me, he said, go back and pray for her. I said, now, Lord, you know I don't do that. I, I, you don't, I, we don't, at our church, we don't go back and pick people out. I said, I don't want to do that. No, 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 no. He said, you're going to do what I tell you to do? I mean, it's loud. I said, yes, God. I'm sorry. I said, but I've never been done it this way. I never. He said, well, I'm going to do a new thing in you. And said, so some of you're not going to be used to. But I hear the Lord saying right now, he's going to do a new thing in some of you. You're not used to it. And he don't care if you question him about it. <laughs> he starts doing things in you you're not used to. You're uncomfortable. But he says it's okay. He'll tell you it's okay. He don't care if you ask him it's okay. He'll tell you. But isn't God wonderful? So I said, okay, God, I go back there and start praying for it, to pray for it. When she see me coming, she turned her head that way. Looking look that way. And I'm coming down this side. She knew I'm coming toward her. She don't understand a word of English, and I don't understand any Spanish. So I thought, okay. I just go back and start praying for her in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and the anointing fell. She just started quivering, just melted there in the seat. And I'm about to melt her on the aisle. And I didn't know anything had happened. Didn't know the, who she was or what had happened. The next morning, we were in the men's conference. And I'm assigned over again to pray for guys. I noticed this guy come, he's sitting over here. He come up and got right in front. He ran. Make sure you won't be the first one, I guess. Ran and stood right in front of me. I never seen him before, and he never seen me before. And I started praying for him. And, and most of those guys don't want you to hug them. You know, I'm a hugger. They, they, they just stand in the office, you know, and they don't want you hugging on them. I said, okay. So I just sort of put my hand on his shoulder, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, get closer. Get closer. And I think, no, no. these guys don't like this, you know. <laughs> and my, my flesh, oh, I don't, you don't want to do this. But the Holy Spirit insisted, get close to him. The Lord. I got close to him now. The Lord said, put your arm around him. Hold him tight. I put my hand right there on his chest. Started praying in the Holy Ghost. This guy started melting too. About like that lady did. I have no idea what's going on at all. I'm just doing what the Holy Ghost said. And when it was all said and done, he went he finally went back to his seat and the missionary came to me and said, What well, do you remember that girl you went back and prayed for? last night I said, at church I said yeah she said that's her husband that came up to you while going in that white shirt that you prayed for and just melted he said they're ministers they're ex-ministers he said they ministered and they backslid and got away from God But he said, when you were praying for him, he was the missionary was telling the missionary, when you were praying for him, God showed him to get back to where you were. You and your wife get back to the ministry. You're not doing what I want you to do until you get back in the ministry. But I didn't know that, but God did. 
But if I, if I refused to go back to the, the, his wife, what would have happened? I don't know what would happen, but God wouldn't have been pleased with me, would he? We've got to do what God asks us to do. And when he asks us, I just got back about a month ago from El Salvador. You know, and the, 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 the area there is just like the homeless people. I've got some pictures of my phone, but I won't get them out. But you see these homeless shelters and shacks built around. You go in the whole neighborhood, and the whole neighborhood looks that way. It's terrible. I'm giving out Bibles, and there's a little boy. He's about this tall. He, he won't set a buddy up with me. He's hundred people. I'm trying to get their attention to give them Bibles, and some of them back in these huts and stuff, and I can't get them out or anything. He, he knows how to get them. He's, he's one of the neighbor, neighbor boys there, you know, and they all know him, and he knows everybody. He's hollering for him to get out, and I'm giving, giving him Bibles. And we're walking along there, and I've got an interpreter with me, too. He's a younger guy, but he's interpreting what that little boy's saying to me. So after a while, that little boy pulled out his pocket, and he had a handful of change. He had, uh, he probably had 10 or 15 nickels and one dime. And uh, he's just smiling, you know, everything I do. He, he thinks it's the greatest thing to give out those Bibles, and it is. But he just showed me the money he had, and uh, I asked the interpreter, ask him where he goes to school. And he did. He said, he don't go to school. He works to help provide for the family. And said, the money he's got in his hand is money he's worked for. Uh, and I was just messing with a little boy. I said, give me some of that. You know, most kids won't, won't give you anything. And he had the dime right in the middle between several nickels. About the nickels about that thick on each side and the dime right in the middle. He got in there and got that dime and handed me that dime. That really touched my heart. His need is so great. He's willing to give me a dime of it. Not a nickel, but he he gave me a nickel, but he gave me the dime. And I told him, thank you, son. I held him close to me. I said, I really don't need your dime. I just messing with you. And I had a gold dollar in my pocket. So I got that gold dollar and handed it to him. But it blessed that little boy, you know. And I'm not a, I'm not a, a preacher. And we, when we got there, they had to be scheduled for revival for four nights. And one of them was the night I got there. We would wore out, started early in the morning, and got there late that night. And every time he said, "You're preaching tonight," and I said, "I'm not even a preacher." He said, "We've got you booked for four nights. You better have something." <laughs> but it was sort of it was sort of fun. But. <laughs> But that little boy came out, came to church, and he put that dime in. I said, "He comes up with me." He put that dime in offering, and he came to every service. The first service that we were there, there were probably forty, thirty between thirty and forty people in the first service, and the the first night. And the second night, there were probably eighty people there, and the third night was probably a hundred plus. And the last night they filled the church. The church would seat a hundred. They filled the church and it was around the sides and outside. You know, God had put such a hunger in those people so that they they were saying, You need to come, you need to come. But God's doing a wonderful thing. And the people that's desperate. You know the thing about us, we're not desperate for God. I'm gonna tell you we're not we're not desperate for God. And the Lord, 
He's doing that new thing in me. The Lord let me prophesy a few times to people and individuals. But this time he just poured the spirit of prophecy on me. We went there to, I didn't realize why we'd gone. I thought I'd go and take Bibles. I was there to minister to the ministers. I'm going to tell you right now why I was there. I didn't know any of these guys. And they didn't know me. But the Lord started showing me things or telling me things. And when I started, the Lord said, I want you to tell, tell him this. And when I started, just keep flowing and flowing and flowing. Prophesied to hundreds of people, people on the street. People, we'd be giving out Bibles. The Lord said, I want you to tell this guy this. I've never done anything like that. But it was surely God. You know, we were getting ready to uh, close it's my last service I was going to be speaking and I just told them stories like I tell you I said, you know I'm not a preacher I just tell the same thing there that I tell here but anyway I'm telling you stories about them now they have tell them stories about you guys see <laughs> but, but anyway I'm getting ready to go that night and I'm just getting me some notes in my mind of what I need to say it's the last night and I want to you know, and they, I don't know whether they've heard prophecy before or not. And I was just uh, going to, uh, I wrote down Isaiah 55 11, you know, it says, My word that go forth out of my mouth, not shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And I thought, I gave a lot of words out this week with my mouth, but I wanted to be knowing that that's God and that's not going to, that's not going to go away. It's going to accomplish what God has said. You know, if it's God speaking, if it's me speaking, it ain't going to accomplish anything. But if it's God speaking, whatever whatever God says is going to happen. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to happen. Will you, you believe it or not, it's going to happen. Anyway, I'm I'm there making some notes, and I heard the Holy Spirit say this. He said, I want you to tell the people tonight this. Uh-oh. My, my, I got my two-minute warning. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm going to finish up just a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to finish up just a little bit here, but I'll quit, I promise. Uh, uh at the hotel, and, I, and I'm putting down a few notes, and I, the Lord said, I want you to share this tonight. And he says, that, that this is the word that the Lord gave me for these people, and there's probably 150 of them there, maybe more than that. I don't know. I, the building had 100 in it, and I don't know how many people outside. But it says, the Santa, and I want you to listen close what, what, what I'm fixing to say. Every word will make a difference. And I actually put it in my phone, but I, I, I think I can remember it said the Santa Anta winds of the Holy Ghost. It's beginning to blow on revival coals. It's going to ignite a revival fire that's uncontrollable that will burn across Central America. And I always know it through Canada. And I got back. I said, Lord, I didn't understand why I said that. He says, I do. He said, you guys ain't desperate enough. He said, I got to start revival where people are desperate for me. They depend on me every day. Not just when they get in a hard spot or a troubled spot. I said, Jesus, I want revival to start in the, in the States. 
He said, well, you're not desperate. You're not desperate. You guys are not desperate. He said, but they are. They need the winds of the Holy Ghost to blow on those coals to ignite that revival fire. He said, but you guys don't need it. Lord, I'm sorry that we don't need it. We got to have it. We got to have it. You know, how desperate are you for what God's doing? How desperate are you for what God wants? We don't want God what God wants. I'm just being honest with you. We want what we want. And God's second. But God's got to be first in our lives. We want revival, but we're not willing to pay the price. How, how bad do we want it? I've got a, another little story. I'm going to tell you that I think I told it last time I was here, but the Lord just now told me to say it again. I was giving out Bibles in the mountains in Honduras. It's probably a couple of summers ago. I think it happened just last time before I came here. I'm not sure when it happened. It ain't been long ago. We're giving out Bibles, and I'm going up the mountain, and there's an old guy. He's about my age, I guess. Looked about my age. I took I took out his picture. He had a couple of little rabbits in his doorway, and I took the picture of the rabbits in the doorway. And it was, it was uphill pretty steep, but from here to that ceiling is probably how steep it was, his house up that. It's rocky and thorny and cactusy. And he had a barbed wire fence around his house, but it wasn't tight. It was one of them loose. And to get in there, you got to go step through that barbed wire like this. And I thought, that's too too much of a strain on me. I And my interpreter said, aren't you going to take that guy a Bible? I said, no. Nah. I said, he probably can't read anyway. That's what I said. And we went up the mountain giving out Bibles, and they were giving clothes and blankets and whatever they give away. My, my mission is to give out Bibles. And on my way up through there, this guy goes back to my mind several times. He said, you know, I told the Lord when I've got to get, I give everybody a Bible I have an opportunity to. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, you know, I had an opportunity back there, and you pawned it off on the interpreter to do it. I said, yes, I did, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I did, I did that. He said, you didn't do what I want you to do, did you? I said, no, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry. We went up in the mountains. We went as far as the road would go for, for a two-wheel drive. The road got to a, a one path where they take donkeys and bicycles and people walk, just a, a path that went up further in the mountains. But there was probably 200 families up there, and I give Bibles out everywhere I can see somebody, and I'm making sure everybody has got a Bible that I, that I can see, and everybody does. And up there, the roads are, are dirt roads, not gravel, dirt. And if it rains while you're there, it gets slick. Now, the, the old truck we go in is a four-wheel drive truck. It's an old Toyota, old Toyota, four-wheel drive truck. But there's no guardrails. And if it rains, the mountains are slick on both sides. And they're straight down, almost straight down. And you're on the peak. And either side is just down. You can go, you go 1,000 feet either way. And uh, so when the missionaries, he he's watching his phone all the time. If we get if it rains there, you stay there until the roads dry up. So he don't want to keep the team up there for that. So he's watching his phone. People call him or whatever. Tell him the weather's bad or whatever's coming. And we're, we're giving out. I give out the last Bibles. He said it's time to go. And when he says time to go, it's time to go. I mean, he there's no bit, buts and ends and bits about it at all. It's time to go. It's just the way he is. 
and he's in charge of the whole crew, and I understand that. And I said, his name's Daryl. I said, Daryl, there's a little boy down there that needs a pair of shoes. He's sitting on a bicycle about four. He's probably linked to this church, maybe not hardly that poor. On a bicycle, with his, had his foot up on the pedal, and I see his toes hanging out through the bottom of his shoe. I said, can I take that little boy a pair of shoes? He said, make it quick, because there's a storm coming. So he gives me, he hands me four pair of shoes out of this duffel bag that don't have a whole lot of shoes in it. And I run by down there, and none of them shoes fit. So I take them back, get four more pair, and run down there. None of them fit. So I get the little boy's shoe this time, and I take it back to the truck. They hand me four more pair, and I run down there, and none of them fit. So I take, I run back and get four more pair, and take. I might have took some that I already took down there. I don't know, but none of them would fit. This time I took the little boy's shoe back. I, I'm, I'm at the point that I'm thinking this little boy don't get a pair of shoes and when I hand him his shoe back I seen the little tears come in the bottom of his eyes because he knows we're not coming back for a year they take shoes there once a year and it broke my heart I'm going back to the truck I said Jesus this little boy needs a pair of shoes bad. I said, he's desperate for a pair of shoes. I said, but I need a miracle bad. I'm desperate for a miracle. All the way back to the truck, I said, Jesus, please, please, just a pair of shoes for this little boy. I said, Jesus, I need a miracle. I mean, I'm praying all the way back to the truck. And I'm praying in English, and I'm praying out loud. Lord, I just want a pair of shoes. I got to the truck and I said, Jesus, I'm desperate for a pair of shoes. And I heard the Holy Spirit says, so it be unto you. And Darrell reached in that bag and put, he said, well, here's a pair right here. And I knew immediately them little shoes was for that little boy. I carried him shoes down and fit him perfectly. <laughs> the rain's coming, we gotta go. Daryl said, get in the truck. We've got to go. We're going pretty fast. You've got to beat, got to beat the rain to that part where it's slick on both sides and no guardrails. You go off. You get off that. If you go off the road, you're gone. And he's in a hurry. And we passed that old guy up there that I didn't give a Bible to. He's got a little boy about this tall pulled up beside him, reading to him. <laughs> I said, Lord, I sure missed that, didn't he? He said, yes, you did. I said, Jesus, I'm sorry. I told you I'd give everybody a Bible I could, and I'm sorry I missed it up. He said, <laughs> he said, we took care of it anyway. My interpreter took care of it for me. You know, so God said, we done it anyway. Got him one anyway. And I said, I said, Jesus, I sure blew it, didn't he? He said, yes, you did. But I want you to hear this part. He says, I still believe in you. You know, some of us messed up. I'm going to tell you right now, we've messed up. We don't believe in us, but God says, I want to tell you right now, God says, I believe in you. And he does. God's going to still use you. God's going to do new things in you, even though you messed up. All he wants is a repenting heart. That's all he wants. And your availability. Thank you, Pastor.
Amen, amen. If you cannot feel the compassion in Brother Woody Sutton, then your feeler is really messed up. Amen. How many enjoy Brother Woody and his... I love, he can talk all day long. And I never get tired of hearing of all the testimonies. And it's such an honor for this church to partner with the Gideons. We're going, we're going to be planting a seed from the church, but I want to give you guys an opportunity also to, to go above and beyond what we are giving as a church. So we're going to ask uh, Brother Ricky, if you get a couple guys, we're going to pass the bucket around, and whatever you give is going to be above what we're going to give, uh, we, and we've already got an amount in mind. Amen. So they, we will be planting our seeds with them. What fertile ground it is. I said, what fertile ground it is, amen? So uh, get in your wallet, whatever you got to do. Maybe you were getting ready to go to Oasis. Well, instead of going to Oasis to eat, go to McDonald's and give the rest. Somebody say amen. Amen. Make a sacrifice. How many knows it's important to get the word of God out? Praise God, getting the word out. We were teaching the, the young people Wednesday night, Brother Keith was teaching about how important the word of God is. There will be a day in the United States of America if we don't see a change that the word of God will not be available. We've got to have the word of God in our heart. We've got to read the word of God to get it in our heart. So we've got to get that word of God out. Amen. California's already trying to ban the sale of Bibles. Amen. Amen. We challenged them Wednesday night so they could learn learn a new story in the Bible, learn a scripture, something, and uh, they're going to get points for that. So that's awesome. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let me, let me uh, make a couple quick announcements, and we're going to pray. Um, uh, the Lord just really impressed on me a while ago to do something on June, on June the 2nd. Um, we are going to have an addiction-breaking service. An addiction-breaking service. Now, some of you are in, involved in some recovery groups and different things, but we're going to have an addiction-breaking service. Don't get all excited. <laughs> I'm excited about it because when God's put something in my spirit so strong, I know something's going to happen that morning. June the 2nd, we're going to have an addiction-breaking service. I want you to invite whoever you can that you know is, is on, on drugs, alcohol, whatever it is that's got them messed up, get them here. And it could be a, a cigarette addiction. It could be a, a food addiction. It could Whatever addiction needs to be broke off of your life is going to be an addiction-breaking service June the 2nd. We're going to start planning it and get the word out. Amen. We'll get it on radio and in the paper. We're going to have an addiction. We'll get it on the sign out there on the highway. We'll have to take Brother Woody's name off and put the addiction breaking service on there. Amen. Brother Woody always it tickles him when I put his name out there by the highway. Amen. Uh, but we're going to have an addiction breaking service on June the 2nd. Start inviting people now. Start inviting people now. And people that you know needs help. Somebody say amen.
How many knows of somebody that is addicted to something that needs to break that addiction? How many in here has some addictions you need broke off of your life? All right. June the 2nd, let's come believing in Jesus' name. That's going to happen. Amen. Then June the 9th, we'll be celebrating it and honoring the Feast of, of Pentecost. And we'll be talking about that more next week. And we'll be passing out again the, the uh, uh, prayer requests. Uh, the Feast of Passover, the offering amount was, uh, I believe, around 2300 I don't see Diane, but I think it was around $2,300 that came in just from that offering. Somebody say amen to that. Give the Lord a hand clap for praise. We have made an offer on that van we've been trying out, and God just give us a number to give them, and we've made an offer. I'll be praying if it's God's perfect will for us to have that van, which we need to upgrade, that we'll be able to have that. But I ask them if, we, if they accept the offer that we can make it in two payments. And uh, I said I'm really believing that the, the offering on June the 9th of the Feast of Pentecost is going to pay for that van. Somebody say amen. So let's start believing in that direction also. Praise the Lord. God is so good and so awesome. I tell you, Brother Woody, we love you. We we are just so in love with what God is doing through you. If we, I'm going to start crying now. He was up here crying. It's a crying spirit right there. Uh, if we could ever get that compassion that he has, he carries that. Start praying for revival in the United States like they're praying in Central America. I believe those winds can blow through America again. I said, I believe those winds can blow through America again. And it can start right here in our midst. Somebody say amen. So start praying for a mighty move of God and the winds of revival blowing through this place. Stand to your feet if you would this morning. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed just for a moment. If you're in this place today and you do not know Jesus Christ, let me introduce you to him today. We will pray with you. I want you to know it's the greatest life you could ever live, living for Jesus Christ. So if you're here you don't know Jesus, just slip your hand and just say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. Pray for me. Amen. see any hands so we are going to say everyone is saved if you're saved I want you to shoot your hand up you know you're saved amen you know if the trumpet sound today you're on your way to heaven amen praise God keep your hands up just to be dismissed this morning brother Randall would you come and pray as we dismiss today father we just thank you for what we can feel in this place Heavenly Father, we'd just like to thank you for Brother Woody being here this morning and delivering his experiences that he's felt, where he's felt you through him, dear Lord. We just ask that his stories touch each and every one of us and that they will give us the courage to get outside of the box when you're telling us to and to not be scared and stay in our comfort zone. We just ask that you watch over each and every one of us this in Jesus' name. Amen. Give somebody a holy hug. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.